Welcome to episode 167 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode, what episode is it, John? 167, I think. I think it is. I think it is. I am talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Ayo. How are you going, mate? I'm good. What have you been doing? You're saying it's, it's the coldest winter ever. I think it is actually on record. Oh, I don't know if it's on record, cold. is it? I think it's, it's the crappiest, one of the crappiest Junes we've ever had. Yeah, but mm. we also had a crappy May mm. and April. Mm. Yeah. We're a complaining bunch, us Kiwis. Apparently we complain a lot. Do we? Never. Yeah. No. We're a positive bunch. Mm. Uh, I am talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com oh go on there enter the discount code get your bag and get the best coffee in the world trybuys.com look out for the deals get your shipping in there bring it on athlinks.com hang out with your mates let them know you're better than them by only tracking the races where you beat them that's right <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of a interesting show today Bevan why's that John it's the first time we've ever been late I think yeah it is no we I think whenever time we were as well oh, okay. but deliberately late last time was a technical problem right yeah, so if you woke up on Tuesday morning and you wanted your I am talk, well, maybe people get it on Monday. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you wake up and it's not there. Don't email us. Better late than never. <laughs> Better late than never. But anyway, uh, news is brought to you by X-Try. Go on to X-Try and check out the latest news and reviews and interviews with the top pros. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some races on the weekend, John, and some good racing at that, wasn't it? I mean, Germany was on. And uh, we, we talked about this last week, actually, it's sort of saying how the pro field wasn't uh, massive. It was good quality. Mm, but we got an email from Daniel, didn't we? The, the German Gazette was informing us that they've got such stringent um, drug testing there now that they only really want the top pros. Yeah, because um, of the cost of drug testing is so expensive that they basically they go for the top guys and then if you want to enter as a pro you have to pay for your own drug tests yes. or get a sponsor to pay for it yeah so it's it's quite prohibitive so um, I, I, I kind of agree with what, what they're doing there and, um, and perhaps we, did, we didn't give uh, how much does it cost? well I know a ballpark I've heard figures of around about one to two thousand dollars in New Zealand per person? Uh, per person for oh, a test really? So that was why I was, um, you know, when we went to Rote last year and we, we all got tested. tested, it was kind of like, I mean, you're doing a good thing here, but really, should you, yeah. is, is it the best money testing, say, guys like myself and Bevan? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Arguments both ways on that. But anyway, that's the reason why there wasn't such a big pro field. And maybe, you know, as we said before, a lot of these um, European athletes we often don't know quite as well, so we maybe don't give them the plugs they should be getting. But it was a quality field, and, and you know, you'd have to say it's probably the second best field in the world outside Well, when the top 10 just about all get under the... 8.30 you know that's not a bad day in the office is it, it is. you know and with you know the guys who are getting 8th and ninth, and you know and 6th you know they're not bad are they so it was an interesting day because there was quite a split in the uh, in the field out of the swim and uh, whilst it didn't end up being um, a defining point of the race it made for some pretty interesting watching so you had a breakaway there of Aniko Lanos, uh, Terenzo Bazzoni, Faris Al Sultan, and Andreas Raylert, maybe one or two others. Uh, they all came out in around about 44 high, and they had a big break um, on the, the next sort of main group of guys, which was Maka, Timo Brandt, and, uh, and co, and they came out in three minutes down. And Daniel was saying that was Maka's worst ever Ironman swim. It, it, have to, and that's the thing when you've got a, I presume there was a separate pro start when you've got a small field yeah. you can get those breaks in the field and uh, I think it, it really spells out a bit of a how do they break away how do you break away when you 
you know, like get away on the line. And, do you? And then it's, it's like if you're in a bike race and if somebody drops off yeah. and if you're not paying attention, um, the gap opens up and it's it's you often pretty hard to bridge. Yeah. But those guys at the front, they're they're the top swimmers in Ironman racing. You know, Terenzo. Oh, it's a bloody good time, isn't it? Ferris Saltan's led out of the swim in, in Kona <coughs> before, so and, and they're ITU athletes. And I think for Kona this year. I think there's going to be a big enough group there at the front now that there could be a bit of a, a sizable front group that could stay away. Um, and so it's going to be really important that guys but are on the because game. Because you've got so many good pros, you've got the guys who are going to try to break away, but then you've got guys who are close to them. So does that keep you know the slower guys close by? Potentially, but I think that front group is going to get faster and faster. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see. So anyway, there was that breakaway on the bunch, and then there was a second group forming on the bike. <clears throat> and whilst they were talking it up that it was really, really exciting, what was essentially happening was they were all riding at the same speed and that, and that gap really just remained constant at around about the three-minute mark. Yep. And so Macca and, uh, and Timo Brank and so on came off the bike three minutes down and then uh, and then ran them down. <clears throat> oh, so Nico Lanus was first off the bike, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Macca ran up to him, apparently. Had um, the lead with about nine categories, started cramping and mm. just had to walk and actually stopped and walked for a second. So. Yeah. Mm. Cracked. Tino Brank, world, I've got the record. Yeah, 2.43, fantastic run, run, came in, 7.59, I remember Macca went eight, sub 8 hours last year, but it must have been um, high, yeah. 59 high, so great effort by him, and great to see, you know, four minutes covering the front three guys, so it was Brank first, Aniko uh, Lanos, Chris McCormick third, and Andreas Raylert in, uh, in fourth place. But a random goss, could be true, maybe not be true, apparently the WTC may be starting another Ironman Germany race. They have to, wouldn't they? They'd be fools not to. Yeah, and the prize money would be going big time. Mm. Well, that's so that's going to be the interesting thing to see what happens next year because uh, they're going to be owning this event and uh, whether they maintain the, the the stringent drug testing, whether they maintain the good money, um, it's going to be really interesting. But the, the, it's just a no-brainer. Why, why would you not put another Ironman race in Germany? Yeah, it's I'll tell that in, in a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there's a lot of talk before the race about the female race. We had the winner from Austria last year mm-hmm. and Rotes winner, both head-to-head. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Second and third in Kona last year as well. So, yeah. As expected, um, Van, Von Van Lurken was, was down after the swim, but probably not down quite as much as she usually is. So she swam a 56 as opposed to most of the other girls. Well, quite a big spread in the girls. Um, she girls swam 53 in Rote. Did she? Yeah, well, I swam 53 issues with me. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't such a good swim there. But anyway, mm. she's still she's still down, um, rode her way to the front uh, and came off the bike, co-leading with Sandra Wallenhorst, yep. and then it came down to a running race. Apparently, it was a bit of a to-and-fro. Van Vlerken was in front and then uh, got past. Um, so Sandra Wallenhorst went on 8.58, fantastic time. And Yvonne Van Vlerken, 9.02. A little bit disappointing, their run splits. I'm not quite sure why they are a bit slower than normal. I mean, you compare that to so last what year. What the guys were doing as well. The guys didn't have a slow run, they did they? No, they didn't. They yeah. were in 2.43. And Yvonne Van Vlerken, you know, last year in Rote ran, was it 2.54, I yeah. think? So 3.09. It's a slow day for her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought she'd, she'd do better than that. And uh, and then third place was Nicole Leader. So... Good racing, good close racing, and um, did, did you see the video you just got sent through this morning? No, I'll put a link to it on the show notes this week. I'm not going to say much about it, but, it's, but she wore a white swimsuit mm-hmm. and she's in the bathroom testing it. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. I think um, her partner sent us a, a Ed Hawkins. Point. Yeah, they put it on the internet. Ed yeah. Hawkins sent it through, and right, soft porn comes to mind, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then we had... So one other thing on Ironman Germany. You remember Alex from the camp? In, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greek Alex, guy, got our coach. He, 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 on the camp last year, he could not... Um, he swam one lap of the lake when we had all... Oh, and, and he swam at 
pretty slow. Yeah, we I think we'd either done two or three laps by the time he'd done one lap. Yep. The first time I got him to do a 400 meter time trial, it took him 16 minutes in the pool. <laughs> nice. And he cracked it yesterday, did 14.25, I think it was. Oh, good one, one hour 40 in the swim. So nice. Very impressive. Wow. That's good when you've got people like that. Just stick, it, stick to the guns and progress and get to the goal. Okay, and then we also had Ironman Austria on the weekend. And uh, well, a bit of a domination. domination. Yeah. He keeps dominating this race. He does, doesn't he? Marino van Honecker. Probably a bit disappointed he didn't break the eight-hour barrier, I think. He's tried for no the last No one's pushing him as, you know, like... No, so hats off to him. It's a go out there and... The time, 4.20. Solo off the front um, and just kill it uh, was, was pretty impressive. So 47-minute swim, 4.20 bike and 2.50 run for an 8.01 for uh, 38. Yep. Very solid. And second, James, where's that one? James... Uh, Kanama and it was 8.14 and Stephen Bayliss in third and 8.17 fast run times for those, for those guys there um, so yeah good, good racing um, but not a lot of names are really good old Bella Bayliss eh? she, she's pretty consistent old Bella isn't she yeah fast time 8.50 8.50 I can't remember what the course record was there last year it was like 8.47 or something yeah, yeah. so very solid day um, 54 swim 4.49 on the bike and uh, 3 hours on the run she took the Run, or she must have been sort of coming off the bike together there with Sonia Tashink and Lucy Zelnikova in third place in 9.07, but also second place there, breaking eight, nine hours. So solid effort by Sonia. It's having quite a lot of the girls now, isn't it? Oh, they're, it is. They're all getting you. Okay, what's this? this, this oh, wait, see, I'll go back to show notes first. Okay, show notes. Coming up this weekend, we've got Challenge Route. This is going to be uh, really interesting because uh, we've got, no, not that one. That one. That one. Um, the field there is uh, the women's field. We've got Chrissy Wellington. I'm excited to see how fast she's actually going to go. I, th- I forgot that she was doing road. Yeah. So I went to look at the junior results. And I was like, she's not even in the top 10. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait a second. No, and you scroll down the bottom of that page. So, I mean, barring disaster, she's just going to absolutely kill everybody. Yep. And my prediction is she's going to go under 8 hours 40. Uh, you reckon 8 hours 40? Yep, I reckon she'll break 8 hours 40 if, wow. she, if she decides she wants to go for it. I mean, she's gonna, she should win easily, um, but she's going to have... Join Lawrence back. Yeah, but she's, she's, the thing is, is, there's a lot of second-tier pros that do this race, and so I well, think... But the thing is, they're not. Joanne Lawrence not a second-tier pro. No, I'm talking actually guys. Sorry. Oh, guys. Sorry. Guys, so yeah. I think she'll be able to key off a lot of guys, oh, okay, yep. and I think that'll, um, that pull should her pull her through quite well. Okay. So, I mean, can't see anybody even getting close to her. Should be quite a good battle for second, third, and fourth. You know, you've got Gina Ferguson, Erica Chomore, Belinda Granger, yeah. Leander Cave, and Joe Lorne and Charlotte Paul. Yep. So those guys are all relatively even. It's kind of a pity Chrissy's there. Well, we, 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 we talk her up because she keeps delivering, but the thing is, if you took Chrissy out of it, what a great race it would be, eh? Oh, yeah. It would be amazing. Because you'll have, you have Gina off the front yeah. um, in the swim, probably. You'll have Belinda Granger absolutely smacking it silly on the bike. Yeah. And, and Joe Lorne, she's pretty strong on the bike. Yeah. And then you have Erica Chomore who'll be way down and she'll come through um, really strong on the bike in the run. The so. race for seconds is going to be amazing. It is. I, I, think the, I, I think the girls' race is going to be um, <coughs> pretty, exciting. pretty exciting. And the guys' race should be really interesting as well. I mean, you, you'd have to say if he performs as he should do, Norman Sadler should take it. Um, yep. but, but he's so up and down, you never know what's going to happen. Yep. And I think Patrick Vernet, is, is a, you know, last year's winner, is a, is a clear favourite for, for second. But then from there on down, then again, it's, uh, it's all that sort of second tier group um, and, and it could go, could go anyway you know you've got a lot of good guys there you've got, um, you've got Elaine Alain Johansson it's not good when I'm, we're recording this podcast and I'm breathing steam yeah I've got the heater on John 
you got Tim Burkle who won uh, Western Australia. You got Chris McDonald who's won Ironman races. Um, Clement Conan, Conan, who was uh, first age grouper, the and, big man. Yeah, Michael Golner. So a lot of those guys that you know you wouldn't put up right up there with with uh, Stadler and Macker and. Well, it's Crow definitely and, not the Germany field, but is it? You know, like no, you know, you haven't got that top field. But it should be it should be good racing. I'll be I'll be really disappointed if Norman Stadler doesn't perform. I think it's time he performs outside of Kona. You think Thomas would be able to keep Norman on the bike? He probably wouldn't no, nowadays, would he? No, yeah. no, no. There we go. So I am, I'm not Challenge Road, I should challenge say. Challenge Road this weekend. And apparently they're really upping the, the coverage uh, this year. There's going to be Live some, coverage on the net? Yeah, good coverage um, and, and live TV coverage. So you know, maybe if you want to track it, uh, get on there and uh, there is an English button. So They've also see the Challenge Wanaka race now is the half is a qualifier for the champs. Mm. Oh, we'll go into that. Oh, yeah. You want to go into that later, yeah. John? Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, quickly, Forest Men's up this weekend. Oh, I'm in Switzerland's up this weekend. What's happening there? Let's move on because I'm kind of sick of talking about the races. What's happening here? This last year, let's not talk about it. What's, who's, who's in the field? Where do we find us out? I don't know, actually. Okay, well, it's going to be a great race in Ironman Switzerland. Good luck to all the people racing in it. Yeah, sorry, Ironman Switzerland. I didn't do my piece there. Yep. And Forestman. Forestman. Jared Woodbridge was telling us, make sure you say talk about it because he's going to do it. Last year they had 70, uh, it's a, an iron distance race in the UK. Last year they had, I think, 70 uh, Forestman, is it? New Forest. And then this year yep. they've doubled that roughly they're up to 130, so good on them. Um, so if you're looking, at, you're in the UK. This is a pretty hard race because the winner did 11 01 last year. Mm. So it's a hard day at the office. If you're in the UK looking for a. Uh, the yeah, swim's pretty hard. Non WTC race. Go, go there. Yeah, we heard that last year that the swim was long. I actually remember that now. Yep. So New Forest, good luck. And Korea, tri- Korean triathlon. And this is the formerly Ironman Korea. Um, if you, again, if you're in Asia, check it out. Korea triathlon, Cheju.com. So pretty sad news, actually. Um, one of the kind of top athletes in our sport. He's kind of had to retire due to heart problems, eh? Mm. Got old um, Tjorborn Sindabal, who we actually met and wrote last year and was a lovely man, eh? He was, yeah, he, was a, he was a thinker. He was, eh? He was a real, real professional athlete, eh? You really got that impression about him, really kind of understood how the game worked, understood how you make a career out of it, worked to his market. So where was he from? He was from... Denmark. Denmark, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he was, you know, he knew how to make the most of his exposure in his country and just a really smart guy and had a lot of kind of worked with the um, sponsors a lot and just a real, real nice guy. We've talked about this before, <coughs> but it's, it seems odd that, you know, a number of guys these days uh, are getting these heart conditions. We've, mm. had, we've had several cases in New Zealand. <coughs> um, our top cyclist, or one of our top cyclists, Hayden Ralston, he's had, uh, he's just come back and doing Tour de France, but he's had a serious heart issue and pretty much got told he had to quit, but he's decided to come back. Um, we had Rob Woodell, who's an Olympic gold medalist in rowing, and he's had a heart condition. Yep. Um, we've had it in, in endurance sports. Nathan Fave is a multi-sporter. He's had yep. it. Um, so it just, just I don't know. Maybe it's just odds, you know. I mean, there's it must suck for Petrobon, eh? Because he was he was kind of at his peak, you know, and he was he was performing pretty great races. Last year's been a bit tough because he's been a little, obviously some problems, but. And I think one thing he doesn't get probably as much credit as he should, we always look at his Kona performances and how he rips the bike, and he obviously had the thir- um, finished third there, was it the year before last? Um, but he is a two-time world um, world champion f- over the ITU distance, and one of those titles that he got was beating Craig Alexander. So um, he's no, yeah, no I didn't such... I know that about him. Yeah, yeah, two-time world long-distance champion. Oh, um, so very, oh long-distance, I thought you meant ITU. Yeah, no, sorry. Very, very strong athlete, and, uh, and he's a big man in that distance. Didn't, didn't help from it with his kind of performances. Um, so, so good luck to his future. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Well, good old Jan Van Vlerken 
has donated her World Championship helmet that she won last year and wrote to Challenge Athletes. And there's a link we're going to put on the show notes this week for the eBay auction if you want to get on there and win some money and support the um, charity at the same time. Ballistic Hammer has been involved in getting this up and running. So, yeah, we'll put a link. eBay, bit away. It was, uh, I tell you what, Bevan. Tell me what, John. I'm going to enhance the value of it. It could have one little bead of sweat off me because you know we were riding together last year and maybe yeah, a, bead of, cleaned it either, a right? bead of my sweat may have got may have landed on that so actually John I think you just quadrupled the value that will challenge athletes foundation can thank me later yeah, <laughs> love your week okay so discussion of the week how will tell sent through the discussion this week and I noticed you've I've just gone through it because I, I, I like to do my P's a little bit on this. See, I, I haven't done my P's because they're mainly short answers. So okay. I figured, oh, bugger, I'll just wing it. That's okay. Okay, so you go first then. But, but the, the discussion was uh, inventions uh, that aren't already out. Try inventions. Try. Okay, first one we had was uh, Adam Himes, a wetsuit that is comfortable for biking and running. And remember, we have got that competition still going. If you do the swim and the bike uh, in a race, yep. we will find a yep. pretty decent prize. You can even for use you. some innovation for, for Adam's idea there. Okay, I'm going to go Andrew Brunshun. And uh, some sort of running shoes that help prevent injuries and not wear out quickly as it gets bloody expensive getting new shoes. You need yeah. to get shoe sponsorship, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Gut Buster Tri Suit. So everyone, including myself, Who's would this? look good in Lycra from Fegan. Oh, nice. Mr. Consistency. That's right, Mr. Consistency. Oh, no, he's got the deliverer. <laughs> you guys need a hug. Rich Coleman, a, a human body nutrition energy gel. Hydration gauge mounted on the bar or worn on your wrist would show how much fuel one has stored and available to use. Warning size when stores are running low would also show how hydrated, dehydrated an individual is. That would be bloody cool, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I don't know. I'm sure they could do it, but you yeah. probably have to have like a big machine behind you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rightio. Jay Waters, tyres that never get cuts and punches from glass. There are some pretty good tyres out there these but days. You, you compromise weight, don't you? You do. Uh, smooth roads in New Zealand never going to happen and beer without the side effects nice I'm going to go Matt Harmston how about some sort of sensor connected to GPS which would sound off a warning when you were straying off the course yeah it would have saved some of the guys in China that's right mm, nice. another sensor one um, from James Maguire a GPS enabled bike sensor that would help uh, that would beep when you entered another rider's draft zone mm, I like that I think what they need to do with that is you need to have sort of a bit of a lay time on it, so if you enter, you know, you're, because you are allowed to enter somebody's draft zone when you're passing them, um, although you're not in Kona, you're not allowed to slingshot in Kona anymore. Um, so I think it need to have a little delay in there, but I think that is definitely saying with GPS these days that it should be feasible. Nice, good old um, Jeremy, Jeremiah Alexander. I'd like to see a break without having to get out of your aero bars, so a break on the top of the aero bars. Oh, yeah, that would be a little dangerous. Sorry. Well, no, because what you could do is maybe some kind of hydraulic thing where you mm. just have a little button that you push. I think it's possible, but I think if you're doing a high speed descent, you'd, oh, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd want to come be, up, get yeah. off your bars anyway. Yeah. But it'd be nice for, for, for just gentle cornering. Just yeah, because it is a pain, especially on those ball ones. Eh? Mm. Yeah. Uh, David Sempler, um, Jay wrote Beer Without Side Effects. It's called Water. Um, and then he went on <laughs> nice. a, uh, a Haro monitor for swimming, but um, without a chest strap. Nice. Um, perhaps something to sort of connect in with your, in with your goggles a little bit. And also, he had one Ooh, other point. That's good thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, why do we as triathletes have to follow the UCI rules with the bikes? I miss the old days when zip made bikes, as well as soft ride with uh, the intervention, in, in, innovation. innovation. Yeah. He, he, he didn't have innovation in there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just thinking that it would be nice to have those cool bikes out there again. And what's your thoughts? I've got a couple others here, Ben, Bevan. You're um, all over the place, aren't you? Yeah. 
Uh, what about hell? Hell, tell. How about a cup served at Iron Man Run feed station that keeps the water in it? That's right. That's <laughs> true, isn't it? Uh, and then another, we had a couple more of these um, ones that, about the patches that can analyse how much sodium you've lost uh, and whether you're properly hydrated. And another one on GPS tracking. But anyway, um, my one of my ideas, well, one of Belinda's ideas, oh. I'm doing a little bit of uh, time on the wind trainer at the moment. Oh, how's that? How are you finding that? I quite, quite like it. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and and we've, we've we've got some horrendous power bills at the moment. And Belinda said, God, it'd be bloody no, fantastic. Don't even go there, John. No, don't it'd even go there. It'd be fantastic if you could get a little thing Put that's going to generate some generate some power for the amount of time you sit on that thing. So I think that would be a fantastic invention, and I think it'd be pretty feasible to do it as well. Yeah, I don't think you power the light power. bulbs. <laughs> I'd power the light bulbs for a couple of days. <laughs> what if it's if you want to go to the toilet? Does the whole house go dark? Well, no, you'd, it has to be, it'd store it up. Maybe you'd charge up a battery or something like oh, that, okay. and then you could plug that in and uh, it would charge things up. Invention for triathlon. Well, or you could have, a, have, a, have, your, have, your, have your radio going there, and as you're biking, that would power out your radio. Because I've got a little wind-up radio at home that I got given for Christmas, one of those gimmicky sort of things. <laughs> and it's, it's also like a, a mobile phone charger, and you wind it up, you wind, 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 and it goes for, you know, 10 minutes or so, and then you've got to wind it up again. <laughs> does that get annoying? It does, but... Emergencies, and the good thing is, if you're sick of being on the bike, you say, "Belinda, get on the bloody bike." We need some right. power. We're short on cash this month. <laughs> Results have been poor. Um, so that was my uh, my main one. But I definitely like all these um, ones in terms of having sort of GPS tracking. In terms of, uh, <coughs> I'm thinking, I, I haven't thought of one, but I'm thinking that if you are going to be an innovator, you have got to think of people want nutrition. So better ways to get nutrition to people mm. is probably one way to do it. Um, making things more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and making people go faster. That's ultimately what we want, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, so, anyway. Good old Nick Thomas is sent through this week's one, and, and it's this here, isn't it? Loves it the show. We love that he loves the show. He's, uh, this been, one's for you, Bevan. He's good. I like Nick Thomas. He's a good man. He's saying, moving on, I remember reading an article in Cosmo. I don't read Cosmo. Uh, I, wouldn't read, <laughs> I wouldn't even have a clue what Cosmo is. Oh, come on, John. You know what Cosmo is. I don't. That said that three rules to looking good are moisture, moisture, and moisture. What about a discussion on the products or skincare products regimes that people have used, found useful, when swimming in the chlorine all the time? Three swims a week is killing his skin. It is, John. Wouldn't be surprised if we get zero responses to this. I actually think... It's a little test I'm putting out there. Okay, and while we're in this one, because I know this is an interesting topic, I want you to say, do you use products to make your skin better? Yes or no? I think you're going to be overwhelmed. I'll put my little five cents in there at the moment. No. You don't even use moisturiser on your skin? No. Not even like after I'm a rough. I'm you, you're looking rough a bit pure old. pure kiwi. How are you, 43? 43 this year. <laughs> Less 10. <laughs> I already said it was your birthday yesterday. Monday. Well, Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So how old are you now? 33. Ooh, shit. Getting up there. Happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday. There we go. Thank some music. Ripper of the week. week and good old Rich Rich just Rich probably Rich Coleman he's always good Rich Coleman isn't it yeah let's say it's Rich Coleman he's nominated Rick I mean Kit Stokes as age grouper of the week last year but we never gave it to him he didn't deserve it last year eh John it was a weak effort yeah. this year he's done it once again in the UK 73.3 by storm first age grouper setting a new age group record 8th overall beating a few pros not only that he posted the 
fourth quickest run split of the day. 119. That's pretty quick. The guy is on fire at the moment. He's racing Ironman Switzerland, which is this weekend, and is once again hoping to crack the nine hour. He came close and wrote last year with a 9.01. I know you've already met Kit. Oh, I know Kit. And you re- yeah, Kit's actually a real cool guy. Yeah, he's the one who passes me always at the end of the road. <laughs> he's a real cool guy. That said, he's a tremendous athlete and remains an inspiration to the lesser mortals. I actually sold him his first race bike. He's never forgiven me. <laughs> nice. Wish him luck in Zurich, and I'm giving him the age group of the week. Should make him smile. He is. He's a real, real nice guy. Okay. And he always passed me. Like, I'd pass him on the bike. Yeah. I'd, he'd come up to me on the bike, and I'd think, oh, shit, I need to go faster. So I'd go, take off. Yeah. And then, with like 10k to go on the run, he'd always pass me. He'd go, come on, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> So, 901's got to take a couple of minutes off there. Yeah, we'll take one minute. Loose. Yep, one minute. Oh, 901 would break your heart, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. So, there we go. We didn't talk much about Switzerland before, but now we're talking about it. Kit's going to race. Kit's going to dominate it. Love it. So, Kit. Stokes. Well it's, done. It's a good name, isn't it? Kit, like the car. Yeah. You used to watch Night Rider? A little bit of Night Rider. A little bit of Night Rider. Did you not love it? It was okay. It was good. Oh, yeah. You like Michael Jackson? It's topical. Let's talk about it. My, he was good. Did, did you love him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't know. Love's a strong word, Bevan. Oh, man, I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> Up until good. the 90s yeah. and the 80s, man. He yeah, was, he, was, oh, he the was the man. He was the man. He was the man. Yeah. What was your favourite song? Well, I think Thriller, the album, was, was yeah. pretty solid. See, I was more of a bad boy because I'm just a little bit younger than you. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But Kat, anyway, well done on your 70.3 performance, and we hope Kat, you can back that if up. If you wear a white glove in the race and see okay. <laughs> when you cross the finish line, and do the Michael Jackson pose, yeah. I'll definitely put that photo on the website. That's your it. challenge. You are our uh, age group of the week. week. One, two, three, four, high five. The deliverer, Gary Fegan, or Mr. Consistency, is <laughs> sent through. The high five. Okay, after a, can only be described a brutal race at Lanza Grotti, here's a top five for making Ironman more difficult than it needs to be. I'm sure this is going to be entertaining. Okay, number one, choose what's labelled as the hardest Ironman in the world. Ch- unfortunately, China was just a little bit too fast, and Lanza already had to settle. Nice. Drink far too much alcohol and for a number of months to get yourself two stone overweight. <laughs> this is ideal for making a hilly course considerably more effort than it already is. Number three, don't do any swim training. This leads to a nice <laughs> cramp in the swim, making the marathon even more fun when you've pulled a calf muscle and uh, to contend with. I've got to admit that I did that in my second Ironman, had cramp in the swim. It does does yeah. does stick with you for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a challenge Wanaka. I'm doing the half. Mm. Thinking about it, I've got to decide. But the idea of going back to the pool is a little bit scary. Oh, we'll get you. You'll get me in there. Okay, number four. Order your gels three days before the race to make sure they have the different type of flavour that you've never tried before. Excellent for projecting vomit on the bike and six portaloo stops on the run from diarrhea. Nice. <laughs> number five. Make sure you. This isn't from his own experience, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, number five. Make sure you. Um pick up an early season race this gives you much less incentive to go outside and train in the dark rain and wind during winter he sounds like a really motivated athlete that's mm. what I love about Fegan uh, last one number six get really really busy at work involving lots of flying this really screws up your day in case the weather is actually decent for you to go training so if you are interested in improving your performance <laughs> ignore all these and do the complete opposite and you'll be fine <laughs> People do this stuff, but don't they? Oh, they do. Well, I mean, the work's the worst one, isn't it? Yeah, but he's, he's taking things to the extreme here. But, <laughs> but so many people do that. They'll get the, their nutrition in the week of the race and have, have not tried it, although completely changed their nutrition. And uh, yeah, they just. Should, 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 should you really think about doing an Ironman if you know you're going to be busy with work? 
you know, like I, I know some people, you know, you just want to tick the box and do the Ironman, that's cool, and if you can fit in, great. But if you're trying to improve heaps as an Ironman, and you know you've got a busy work schedule, and you know, at the end of the day, work's going to need you to work. Yeah. You know, it's, it just depends what your, your motivation and your objectives of doing it are. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do another Ironman in the next few years unless, you, unless I can feel, unless I can improve my performance. Other people just maybe just like going out there every year and do it, and there's lots of people like that yeah. that just want to do, you know, it's part of their their lifestyle and um, and it, even, even if they're not training massively maybe if they didn't have that event to go out there and do they wouldn't do anything at all so I don't know each yeah. their own don't know John we just don't yeah. know okay let's put some music on luckily I don't work so I could probably do it yeah. I mean if I would yeah <laughs> here we go Website of the week. Jeez, that was sharp, mate. It was. It was sharp. It's because it's a good website. It's, it, is that why? That's right. Which is just subconsciously we know. Well, Wait a second. Let's give Ed Warford some bloody credit here because he okay. sent it through. Ed, Mr. Demolition. I think I came up with that one. Thank you, Dad. Warford, that's bloody brilliant. So it's www.virtual-swim.com. Okay, so I've got it up here. And what is it, John? Give me some detail. It is. Virtual Swim is an entertaining educational and motivational software to, for recreational competitive master swimmers. Virtual Swim enables you to view animations of Olympic champions from 26 different angles at various speeds. So what you can basically go on there and do, it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's not actually pictures of people, it is pictures of people swimming, but it's uh, computer-generated pictures of them swimming, uh, and it's fantastic. You go through all the different um, strokes, and it's got 50, 100, 200, 1500, etc. Um, and you can get different views of them swimming. You can slow it right down uh, into slow motion, and it's just a great way of seeing the different angles um, of the body, and also you know what you guys should be doing. It's also quite interesting because you can look at the the various different distances and how the stroke changes, and uh, you can certainly tell which ones are Ian Thorpe just because of the way that he swims. Uh, oh really? Yeah, just he had a little bit of a catch-up stroke. So it's um, this, this thought now, isn't it? Uh, depends which. Oh, you've you've slowed down. I'm not quite sure. Oh. Um, Turn of three probably still is him. But when you look at them all together, you can sort of can sort of see. So you can go on there. You can look at lots of different angles. We've got the front angle going here. You got side it's great. angles. It's got heaps of angles. You, you can literally choose like twenty different angles to watch it from. Yeah. So again, we've talk, talked about this before. Having these sort of things are, oh, it's great. are great because then you can see what you should really be aiming for um, in terms of what you're doing with you know all parts well, of your the body. Oh, it'd just be some computer guys. Well, no, they've got the people's technique. They must have got film coverage. Oh, you just get it. coverage, and then you just somehow computer. I love the way you, I love the way you go. Oh, yeah, you just get coverage. <laughs> you just do it. You know, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> you did it yourself, didn't you? Yeah. This is your website. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's it's a good little tool. But as we as I always say, is um, it's a lot more powerful if you go and get yourself videoed, see what you look like, compare it like this, go back, get yourself videoed again, and see what sort of change you can make. So. I think it is really good because I like I know for myself when I was watching other good swimmers, when you watch good technique, it did make you think about your own technique, and this is just one of those things that. You know, it just really helps in that regard, and yeah, it's just it's a lot of information there. It's very cool. Yeah, so check it out. Good well old. done to whoever it's came the demolition. Up. Well, whoever came up with that, well done. And I've got all different strokes as well. So if you want to improve your breaststroke or your backstroke, and yeah. you're not trying to sell anything, no, I can it. <laughs> so you can go in there and don't feel like you need so to click so on it's the ads. there, is it? Yeah, 
yeah, you can see how he's got a little bit of catch up there. He waits, doesn't he? And um, yeah, you can see how he only breathes, breathes to one side. Where you he's might, a 1500 meter guy. Yeah, both of them only breathe to one side, two stroke breathing. Even on 1500 meters? Mm. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? But the 100, oh, these guys are sick. Yeah, that's the thing. You see, with uh, the 15 and the and the the two and the four, you can see they have got a bit of glide there, whereas the, the 100 guy, they're there just is moving, very eh? little glide. It's just um, it's a windmill. consistent turnover. What about, the, what about the 400? Oh, it's a bit slow. Maybe you put the, still got that on slow mo. Maybe I don't know. Eight hundred. <laughs> and you, but the thing is, you can see all the different the different head positions. Some of them bob a little bit, um, so it's quite cool. Yeah, that guy bobs, doesn't he? Look at that. Mm. He's having a dance party. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. So thank you, Mr. Demolition, for that. What do we got next? Oh, Coach is caught having it this one in a while. That's right. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, here we go. Coach's Corner. So last week we've got lots of questions about my marathon program. You thought, bugger this. I'm going to tell them what I'd do. What I would do. I haven't actually uh, trained up and raced a marathon. but you ne- You've never done a marathon by itself? No. And uh, I was thinking about doing one this year. Maybe next year. I'm not quite sure. We'll see how this sort of things pan out. Your kid kind of. Yeah, and I've just got other things. I mean, I'm going to be building up for Epic Camp New Zealand, so I was sort of yep. thinking about late season, late cycling winter. running, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, this is this is basically what I would do if, when the time comes for me to do a marathon, and this is what I've um, trialed on a lot of people, um, so, so I can make sure it works first, and then I can do it. <laughs> but this is basically what I would be doing if I was going to train for a marathon, um, reasonably seriously. Uh, you know, not not spending a whole year focusing, but basically, I'd do, I'd do a 16 week build up. <clears throat> And I'd still be keeping up a little bit of swimming and and, uh, and biking. Um, so I'd probably end up still doing two swims and two two bikes per week. Oh, okay, yep. And then uh, then I'd basically do a sixteen week build up, breaking it into four week cycles, sort of three weeks building, one week easier, and then the last week of the sixteen week build would sort of be into the taper. Yep. And I'd be aiming for five runs per week. Now, if I was training full time or anything like that, obviously I'd be running more than that. But this is based on current lifestyle and um, and what I think would be realistic for me. And for most people out there, really. Yeah. Yep. So I think um, Bevan was sort of doing shorter runs. I'd probably be doing a little bit long, longer stuff. Um, but f- the first block I'd, of, um, or first block or first half of training, I'd really be looking at building strength. And um, anybody who knows me knows I'm a big believer in hill reps. So I'd be doing five runs per week. Um, my first run would be uh, I'd definitely be including about 10 to 15 minutes of drill work, and then uh, hill reps. And by hill reps, I'm, I'm talking probably five times three minutes, or around about that much of climbing. And what what, what kind of intensity are we going for there? Uh, moderately hard to hard. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't be going uh, be going up to up to threshold, um, but not not above threshold. Okay. So um, solid, 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 yeah. but not uh, not killer. And I'd also be including um, core work in there as well. So t- twice a week I'd be doing some core work. So that'd be run number one. Number two run would just be a steady run. Um, and for that, I think it's really important that you do have a good grasp of what steady is. Um, not going too easy with that. So it's you know it's um, actually aerobic threshold a little bit above that. And I'd definitely be including some strides in that workout as well. And strides are little, you know, twenty second efforts um, at a very fast speed, but holding perfect running form. So it's designed to get you focus on technique technique and get your cadence and your leg speed up a little bit because during this whole phase here there wouldn't be a lot of um, really fast running my long run um, I just slowly build that up and get it up to around about sort of two to two and a half hour mark and I'd always do that in the hills at this stage and trying to do it on soft surfaces as much as possible yep staying off the road and uh, and then my fourth run would be a tempo run 
and by tempo pace I'm talking sort of um, half marathon pace and so in the middle of that run I'd probably be doing a good sort of 30 to 40 minutes of tempo work <coughs> it might end up being a little bit broken but it'd be at half marathon pace or maybe just marginally slower than that and it also includes some some drills in that workout and then my fifth run would be another steady run um, of around about 45 to 60 minutes and that may be combined in with a bike so the distance of those or the time I'd be running to time rather than distance the, the first run which is going to be the hill reps uh, would be around about the sort of 70 to up to 90 minutes um, including some core work my steady first steady run would be around about an hour my long run would be sort of two to two and a half hours my tempo run would be anywhere between 50 and 80 minutes and my steady run would be um, sort of 45 to 60 and that would depend if it's coming off the bike as well so and then block two so that's block one and that's around about eight weeks time sure there's going to be a little bit of variation in there as well and maybe throwing in a couple of races um second block so eight in the final eight weeks um my hill reps would change to an interval run um so that session would be again 70 to 90 minutes including some core work and um and some drill work my reps there would be from 400 meters up to around about one mile and intensity would be um how many rep intervals would you do i'd probably do around about between five up to eight k <coughs> worth of intervals okay, depending great. on what I was doing um, and intensity would be more moderately hard up to very hard so it would be up to and including sort of 5k pace but, yep. but probably not, not above that and that would be run number one uh, then run number two again would just be repeating still my steady run with um, some strides in there to keep my leg speed up um, a third run which is probably where one of the big changes will be would be with my long run um, and I'd be alternating weeks between doing my tempo work as a standalone run or as part of my long run. So, so one week you do a long run and one week you do a tempo work. That's right. Yep. Um, and so I think it's really important that I'd, I'd build in um, quite a bit of marathon pace work um, and maybe marginally above in my long run as I move move through that. And I'd build it up to be able to do, you know, sort so of... So when you do pace work, like how long, let's say I'm going to do a three-hour run, and how much of that run should be a marathon pace work in this Program. Well, I'd build it up to having around about 90 to 100 minutes of marathon pace work in my yeah. longest run, and that would be a bloody challenging run to, yeah, man, to, it, yeah. to, to be doing. You know, basically, for, for, you know, half marathon distant, uh, basically doing a half marathon as part of a long run yeah. at marathon pace would be quite challenging yeah. for me. Um, well, I know in the program I did, you had to do stuff like that, and it was really challenging. Yeah, yeah I had to run 32k's at marathon pace, and it was yeah. tough. So it'd be it'd be similarish yeah. to that. Yeah. So uh, I think that's that's going to be really critical is to do plenty of marathon pace work in the long run, yeah. and that'll be alternating weeks: one week marathon pace work in a long run, one week sort of more slightly higher tempo pace work in a standalone run. So that takes care of another two runs. Where's my last page? Uh, and then my my last run would be a steady run, um, as I've done the first block, including some strides, and perhaps that would be off the bike. I would also, as moving through the whole period there, definitely be including a bit of racing. Yep. Um, any distances really. If I was doing a half marathon, I would do it as a controlled half marathon. But so def- when you say controlled half marathon, do you think your marathon pace? No, quick, quicker than that. But you know, say if I, if, I, if I'm in, if I was going for a marathon like you, I'd be I'd be pitching for somewhere between two thirty five and two forty. Yep. So if I was going to go do a uh, and if I was going to do a standalone half, I'd probably think I'd be getting down to around about say. 113-ish yep. around about there so I'd probably pitch somewhere in the middle um, yeah, maybe so like 117 something like that oh, okay. I, w- I would say uh, and I'd definitely include a few 5k races in there as well especially in that just second block stuff. to yep. do the top end and that would just simply replace my interval run for that week yep. instead of doing that I'd do a 5k race nice. and do some yoga 
Definitely including yoga. John and I are both into the yoga right now, aren't we, John? Back into it now twice Good a week. Chad. Chad from Yoga Amazing. Yeah. We need to write to him. We could do an Ironman one. Yeah. I think he do. just pretty much makes up a new one. Same yeah, thing but every time, but still. No, yeah, I think it, I should get him to do uh, a one for Epic Camp New Zealand. So we're, 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 we're in the middle of a extremely strenuous camp. We need a yoga session to do during yep. camp. Nice. I might do that. So anyway, that's what I would do. To kick Gabri Selassie's ass, and I actually think, think you'd probably go the first man to go into two hours if yeah, you did that. Yeah, really. Right. I honestly think it's in you. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, bugger the family, mate. Go yeah. for it. You know, so it hasn't been tested by me. It's been tested by plenty of people that I coach. Uh, but uh, so you just copy paste here. Copy paste. <laughs> the but, life uh, of a coach. Copy. We'll see how it goes. I'll do one in the next couple of years. <laughs> questions and answers. Got a few questions here actually, and the first one's from Dame David. Tour de France starts last weekend. What happened this morning's stage? Uh, Astana won it. Oh. And, but they. Was it We're going to ruin some people's surprise if they haven't watched it yet. Uh, no, they tied. Lance Armstrong's now in first equal place. Oh, no. On exactly the same time, but milliseconds separated them, so he missed out by like a couple of tenths of a second of getting yellow, so he's sitting in second. So Armstrong's in second? Yeah. Wow. Because it was a. Break, it was a split in the bunch yesterday. So, so who's second? Who's first? Cancellara, Cancel- no, uh, different guy. guy oh. who, who won the time trial. So now Lance will be the main guy in their team? Uh, it's hard to say. Still early days. They'll, they'll, just, they'll just come down to who's strongest in the mountains. Do you think he can win? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd still say um, he's not the, the favourite, but uh, I wouldn't discount him at all. No, totally not. Okay, um, well, this David, what he's doing is he's doing a Tour de France himself, and I think this is a cool idea. He's basically going to ride the distances of the Tour de France for the period of the race. Good luck to you, David. That's animal, eh? Yeah. That is animal! Well, he's basically, his question is, he's uh, going to be training up to do an iron distance race in Ironman Claremont. Florida? Uh, no, he's doing Cle- a race down in Claremont, which isn't Ironman, um, but it's oh. an iron distance race down there towards the end of the year yep. uh, and just wondering whether this is a little bit too much so he's going to absolutely kill himself to an Ironman I mean Ironman de France we'll call it Ironman de France yeah I just made that up and uh, and he's basically wondering is doing this going to be good for his biking or just blow him away and ruin his season if you can get through it and, and not explode yourself uh, it'll, it'll be good for your cycling yep. but if you're going to do this solo You've got to get your mates um, along, eh? I'm thinking it's, it's it's not impossible, but it's going to be very, very difficult. I'm seriously worried about um, Epic Camp length in New Zealand and yep. being able to get through that. And that's... Uh, 15 days. It's going to be yeah, 14 days of riding, and we're going to be doing uh, just, I think it's getting up towards 2,500 Ks, probably more like two. two What's two? the tour do? They do uh, over 3,000. That's an extra seven days. Yeah, we're going to be, as, as a group, um, riding, and, and I'm still worried, really worried about it. So trying to do what they're doing, I think, is going to be massive. If you're not in a peloton, you're going to be out there for an awful long time every day if you're out there doing... But the other side is Epicamp's hard riding, whereas if you're doing this by yourself, you probably just put yeah, along a lot. Yeah. But he's going to be having to do 180 k's a day, approximately. Um, so it's a big, big ask. He's taking time off work. Must have. Must be. Yeah. And I love this week. So I think the answer to your question is it a stupid thing to do? I think um, if you can get through it, it's going to do good things for your biking, providing you're not completely exploded. And even if you do really explode yourself, I think you've got enough time to recover. Yeah. But you need to take your recovery pretty seriously. And don't push your injuries. 
You know, if you if you like, it's not that important that you're going to ruin your season through injuries. Yeah. So if you get into that last week and you just your body's really starting to give up, because it really depends on how much cycling you've done before this. If you're totally new to cycling, it's I wouldn't recommend it because you're just going to injure yourself. But if you've got a lot of cycling background, and then you know this probably wouldn't be a bad thing to do to your body. But yeah, you need to be careful. What my recommendation would be is you try to ride, do a good ride every day for the Tour de France. So if you were maybe saying, right, I'm going to do three hours every day for the Tour de France, I think that would be a more sensible idea, and I think you a lot But you can understand the excitement of doing this. I could. Yeah. Because we love a challenge. I like it. I love his work, but at the same time, just be careful. I think it's going to be a very big ask. Just be careful. <laughs> just be careful. Oh, there's... Was that your... It's the next question. Oh, okay. See, it's because okay. you've got this bloody page laid out the wrong oh, way. Oh, it's because of Word. See, it's Word. It's, uh, not, it's not that program. I guess from Jerry... Jerry Mack. Uh, I read... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I read about this and have done tests... Oh, query. What's it talking about? Heart rate monitors. Tests for the zones, but what's the best way to determine the heart rate for the bike portion of the Ironman? So he says, is, is Z2 is 124 to 137. Yeah. I'm not even sure what those Z zones. I know that comes from the training bible, but I'm, I get confused when you have Z1, Z2, L4. Zone, zone, I just yeah. I just try to keep it simple with five zones. But anyway, he wants to know how to basically estimate his cycling heart rate for Ironman. Yep. Um, the best way, well, there's, there's a number of ways you can do it. Um, the, the best way is to look at your half Ironman results if you've got one and see you know, if you've got a race where you've, you've raced well and you've paced yourself well and you've had a good run, you look at basically your, your bike heart rate there and you're looking for you know around about 15 beats below what your half Ironman pace is, plus or minus about 5, so you know maybe sort of 10 up to 20 beats below what your half Ironman pace, and that's going to depend a bit on your ability. If you're a top-end person, you'd probably be closer to 10 beats. If you're somebody that's going to be out there for, for a long time, then you're going to be probably above 15 beats below your half Ironman pace. So that would be method number one. Method number two, I find really, really accurate is to get a get a lactate test done. It's not always feasible for everybody out there, and sometimes um, some of them cost quite a lot depending on which um, part of the planet you live on. So that would be method number two. Method number three is to do a little maximum heart rate test, um, and you just need to Google search on how you need to do a maximum heart rate test. We have gone over that before, um, and you can estimate off there around about 35 to 45 beats below your maximum should be around about what your Ironman pace is. And um, and those would be the three main methods. Um, there's lots of other ways out there you can find, but you know. I think, I think it's really important to get to know how your body feels at certain intensities as well, because you know we've often talked about how in an Ironman, if you wear a heart rate monitor, it's often ten beats higher anyway, just because of the excitement of the day. Hmm. And, and if you want to sit on your pace, and you know, let's say it's one thirty and you're training. And then, you know, you're going too slow. And it's, it's kind of a bit of a give and take, isn't it? Well, I th- yeah, I th- you need to have... I, I tend to say to people, you're better off having some limits that you don't want to cross over. Um, and then a lot of the time, you're sort of riding by feel. And, yeah. And, and, and you, as Bevan said, using you know your perceived effort and your, um, and your speed yeah. um, is, is useful. The, the danger period is the first you know, 50 to 60 k's of the ride when often it may feel easy. And uh, if you're riding along and your speed's high and your heart rate's high but you're feeling easy, that's when it's time to slow down. Yep. So you've got to use all the tools available to you. Um, heart rate is, is a good tool. 
Um, but the main thing is is just keeping things under wraps. So I would say those give you a few ballpark figures. Go out there and play around with them. And then when it comes to race day, set yourself some limits and you just don't cross over them. And that's you need a limit for when you're on the flat and you also need a limit for when you're on the climbs. And that limit on the climbs should be a little bit below your uh, your anaerobic threshold. So that's a really important one not to cross over. And, uh, and then set yourself a limit on the flat as well. Good old Matt D. Matt D, that's a good name, man. Mm-hmm. Good old Matt D, he's been doing triathlon for six years, nice, and he's, he's taken the longer than John Newsom plan because he's going to do his first Ironman race coming up soon. But um, he was just wondering, he's doing a program that his tri clubs put together, and it doesn't have many swim bike bricks on the weekend, and he was just wondering if maybe he should be doing this. I think it's a really good point. You know, we often do bike run reps and getting used to running off the bike, but there's not a lot of time doing swim bikes. So I would say um, it's not something you need to do every week. Um, if you do, it's certainly not a problem. Um, but I would say in that final 10-week period, uh, you definitely should be doing them at least every every second week, and you need to make sure that you are doing some of those simulation sessions. So going for a swim and then having a break, getting changed, maybe getting on your bike 10, 15 minutes later is not an ideal simulation. So I would say um, you, know, you need to be doing those half man simulations, race simulations, Simulations, and you also need to be doing, you know, just your standard swim bike run at least every second week in the final ten weeks. So, and, and, and make sure that the swims are reasonably race specific. So, longer distances, wetsuit swims, um, uh, is pretty important. So, yeah, I think you, if you're not doing hardly any in the final ten weeks, you need to be lifting that a little bit. And I like the way you finished his email. Many thanks and tailwinds. That's good, wasn't it? Yeah. That, was, that was good. Yeah. Because it's kind of athlete, you know. Yeah. If you sent that to somebody who watched TV all the time, they'd go, well, what does that mean? But to us, that means We know what that means. We did get some feedback on our interview last week, John. When we've said it was before performance. We but, well, they, they said that. Yeah. <laughs> this is good old, uh, who was it? Uh, Joe. He did come back later and say he still loves the show and all the rest of it. He's a long-time listener and I really enjoy the show. My honest is Matt Harmson. And a new try, be honest, different one, this must be one of your ones. From Sheffield in the UK, I have project, project where I go, oh, no, okay, this is what, okay. So, do you want to come back to this one? Yeah, do you want to come back, to, we'll do this one now, no, no, Matt, Matt Harmsorn. So, Matt Harmsorn is a guy who has bipolar, and so you know much about bipolar? A little bit. Yeah, so one of my friends had it really bad when I was younger, it was quite sad, and it's where they basically go from one extreme to the other, and it's kind of a mental disorder, and he's kind of had the problem himself and he's found that through doing triathlon he's been able to have a lot more control over his bipolar and it's Mm -hmm. been really, really great for the problem he has with bipolar. And so because he's kind of had this revelation to himself, he's trying to create a community for athletes in New Zealand, Australia, US, all around the world obviously, who want to do, who have bipolar, who maybe want to do triathlon and maybe point them in the right direction and the mm-hmm. things they need to be thinking about. So he started a website called dubdubdubtry, what do you call it hyphen. hyphen mind Dot com, mm-hmm. And so if you know anyone who's ha- having problems with mental health or bipolar disorder or something like that, maybe point them in the direction of his website and mm-hmm. maybe help, you know, that can maybe get them in triathlon and obviously Definitely. the benefits are... You know, I've got a guy that was coming to me for program had that, and he said it's the best thing he's ever done really? for keeping things under control. So, yeah. yeah, definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, so his website, I'll put a link to it on our website, www.imtalk.me, but... um. Uh, triathlon hyphen mind or try hyphen mind.com and just if you've got any friends or family who struggle with that you may want to point them in that direction okay back to good old Joe's email as a regular regular Aussie UK listener and a fan of the show I was really pumped to hear that you guys were got WTT on the show thinking we would finally get to hear the voice of anguish of some of the tri community and John the super renter (laughs) I'll take that (laughs) finally have their outlet to speak his mind 
I'm not sure if you guys had to agree uh, not to discuss topics, but I felt given the brief, the grief you guys give the WTC, and not undeservedly, I might add, you were way too easy on the prize money discussion was a routine learned PC answer given by Steve that I would have been keen to hear you guys push him on, especially given the pros in the community all agree that it is nowhere near reflective of the sports sporting win. To be honest, I was hoping a more of a Tyson Holyfield performance. Instead, it was Gill's mud wrestling. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's another list. It was still great to see you got them on. I guess given the volume of shows you have done, it's okay to have one off-key moment. So the new nicknames for the Iron Talkers, John the Marshmallow Newsom. <laughs> I do like that one. <laughs> and even uh, James the Pussycat Isles. Uh, we did get an email from one listener. Did you, get, did you read that? You mean uh, the one you've been going back and forth with? Yeah, we've got one listener who, I won't name names, but he's basically saying that, hey, they're making money, they're doing a good job, we should never criticise them. I found it a fascinating argument, eh? Look, oh, we'll go on record. I think WC do a really good job in some areas. They put on good events, uh, and for the most part, they do a lot of things really good. But I'm not going to stand, stand aside and say when they're doing things really crap that, that, yeah. that, that it's, it's fine. This, this listener's idea was that, hey, we're, we're jealous, and that if they're, they're making money, they're providing good service to getting people in the sport, so what, we should never criticise them. Well, and, and people are continuing to sign up. Races are selling out. And, yeah. um, and Triathlon makes, you know, produce a product that people want to buy. And you know what? We're, fair enough. They do a good job. We're not saying they don't. But, hey, we're going to pull them up on it. It's our oh, job. Yeah. You know, like if... Yeah, so we struggle. We're having a bit of discussions. <laughs> I was keen to put my two cents in, but I kept, kept my mouth shut. <laughs> it's basically, look, at the end of the day, they, they treat pros badly. And at the end of the day, if you don't like our show, you don't have to listen to us. No. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you have a problem with us criticising the WTC and that really is a problem with you, well, you don't have to download the podcast. No. You know, like, it's, it's, it's your choice. But they say, I remember listening to one of the, a radio hosts once, and he says, the people who hate you the most who always listen the most. <laughs> you know? so, so maybe we should say, oh, the WTCA suck, they do nothing great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sponsors. Like just going back to the interview one more time, is we're aware we had a poor performance. Yeah. And we will get on again, and we'll, we'll dig deeper and next if time. And we, if we do badly again next time, I expect to get a barrage of emails. Yeah, well, we'll call you the marshmallow all the time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Ethlinks.com. The special is still going. The competition. Uh, Oh, I think it was it was closing uh, very okay. quickly. See, if you you may want to try your luck and get on there um, one last time in the next couple of days, but I think it did finish uh, at the end of uh, end of June. But anyway, it looks like it's still up on the homepage there. So um, if you get this, get on there. What you needed to do was go on, claim your races, put in a little mini um, race report, and also add try buyers as a friend, and you go in the draw and you get to win lots of prizes. Game, Netflix is really great, and that they are up to sixty-eight thousand members. So I remember when we were looking, they were looking to break through fifty thousand a while ago. So, yeah, so it's, it's cool, still expanding. It's great. Hundred thousand, that's the goal. Hundred thousand. It is. It's great to see a few. Um, we, we always uh, log on from Bevan's identity, so it's good to see a few more New Zealand clubs popping up there. But I, I really think it's a great tool for your clubs. It's a great way of filter. If you can get everybody on board there, it's a great way of filtering through results and. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And, and if you haven't got someone who's a real good web geek in your club, you know, it's just an easy way to get a website up that everyone can communicate with. That's right. You know, and the thing is, you don't have to, you know, most people who do websites don't know how to do forums or don't know how to do all these other things that you can make it really community based, whereas Athlinks do it all for you. So yeah, really yeah. get on it. Remember, click an ad, make them some money when you're on the site. 
Coffees of Hawaii. Now, the Albinator sent us through an email. Oh, have you got it? Do you want yeah, me to put it? Yeah, put, put, put it on there. Oh, so, the Albinator was. Uh, so, we, a few weeks ago, I said Albin, 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 and he sent us a reply. Do you want me to read it because you're a bit blind? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll read it. Um, he's, he's, he's make make, it, make it bigger. Screen. Make it bigger. Because <laughs> Bevan was wondering whether you have coffee on race. Yeah, it's coffee on race morning. It's not even funny. <laughs> you're the only one, only one laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was hilarious. Here we go, John. Can um, you read that? Albert's regular coffee consumption is two cups of Muller Every AM. Nice. In the week before an Ironman, I ditch the coffee and go with a new product that we're working on that is almost zero caffeine but monsters amounts of antioxidants. So well, stay tuned. Hope to have it available on sale soon from the website. So look out for that one. Up. Then on race morning, I go for some monster cups of our espresso Molokai style. <sighs> Um, has been a good amped mood for 7 AM race start, especially this year at Ironman Quarter Lane where it was freezing all day. Nice. There we go. Nice. So that's what the albinator does. So stay tuned for the for the antioxidant stuff as well. That's right. So get on to coffeesofwai.com, use the code IMTALK, and you get yourself a 20% discount, and it's all good in the hood. All good in the hood. And then you go to Tribuys and you buy some gear. And what gear do you buy, John? I buy all sorts of gear, Bevan. Oh, well, what do you I'm going to try talk. Get your favourite sorted out. I know, I like TryTalk, it's good. Uh, Trybuys.com. Oh, TryBuys.com, not TryTalk.com. That's right. It's not I've still got the bike. Still got the Quantana Ruse up there. It's a pretty pretty special deal I've got, so if you are looking for a bike, TryBuys, make it an option. Feature. And a data try T-shirts. Honestly, me. guys, it's a no-brainer. Even if you don't like triathlon, you can warm your family. You've still got another okay. T-shirt on, John? Well, we've got this, this week, Mission Bay yep. 74. You know, if you've got cold children in this recession time, $12 for a T-shirt. That's right. It's a no-brainer. Organic cotton. cotton. Remember Stephen Lord on Epic Camp? Yep. He said, I couldn't believe it until I actually tried one of them on and felt that organic cotton. <laughs> and he was dead, dead serious. It was, it was like a walking advertisement for them. They've also got some uh, the endurance films, open water swimming, so for technique and stuff, and that's half price as well. Some nice sunnies on there. Basically, we, we click on the special page. Yeah, the Orca Apex 2, normally $525, $288. I know we like our blue 70s, but that's a bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember, if you're offshore, uh, spend over 500 US and you get that shipped for free. So if you buy a couple of wetsuits, you and a mate, you, it's the uh, shipping's for free. In the States, any of these products on there, over, uh, anything over 200 bucks, you get it shipped for free as well. Yeah. It's all good. I try go, I can go there. Sorry, yeah. Trybuys.com, your one-stop try shop. Oh, John, you're a legend. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so I'll turn it down. I'll just watch you as. So sponsors are? Trybuys.com. Uh, get the deals. Athlinks.com. John's watching him. Oh, can get, get wet in white clothes. And copiesofwai.com. <laughs> what on earth is she doing? So she's in the bath. I'll give, her, I'll give her commentary. She's in the bath. She's got her swimsuit on that she's going to wear in the race. Fast forward a little bit, John. Fast forward. And she's wetting her body. <laughs> but don't worry, she comes back. And she's wetting her body to see if it's see-through. And it is see-through. John, see that? <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is interesting. And the thing is, they put it up there. Thomas, if you listen to the show, that's not good PR. Well, it is if you want. There's good coverage for sponsors. Are you looking at the sponsors right now, John? Crikey. 
Crikey, Dick. Interesting. It's, it's how we roll. There we go. So uh, are you going to put a link up on the... Yeah, I'll put a link to that on the show notes. Do we have to call this podcast then? Uh, we can't be called sexist for that because that's what they put out there. Yeah. And we're not being sexist, we're just commenting. Yeah. Interesting. There we go. I'm sure she just got a few more fans. <laughs> oh, we got Vine Man. Vine Man's coming up soon. They sent us through some fashionable tops. They did. You need to bring your camera around next week because my daughter lost my camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. And we'll take some photos and put them on the website. Yep. So uh, if you want to do Vine Man, it's a few weeks away, August. Mm-hmm. We're going to start trading now. John Jury's going to be there with his, uh, with his poem. Maybe maybe they should make him recite the, the, the beatbox poem. I reckon. That prize could be That could maybe be instead of having music in the background, it could be our rap. Mm. We'll send a copy through. What are you up to this week, Bevan? Uh, this week in my life, John. This week, oh, social week. Going to Scared Scriptless. Have you been to that? Scared Scriptless, no. Remember that program, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Did you like that? It was okay. Oh, come on, John. That was one of the best programs ever. Whatever. What program have you loved? Because whenever I say this, you go, oh, that was okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a sport junkie, Bevan. I know, but come on, there must be one program. There is a couple of programs. Do you like House? House seems to be popular at the moment. How, we do we do watch a little bit of House. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. Did you like the Cosby Show? Cosby Show was good. No, but John, I'm talking love here. I did like Friends. Friends, you loved Friends, didn't you? I Who was friends. your favourite character? Joey. Joey's good. One one that I'm quite liking at the moment. Here we go. One that I'm quite liking at the moment is Two and a Half Men. Oh, okay. Why is that? It's quite funny. Friday night, kick back. Friday night, kick back, two and a half men. A bit of rove afterwards. A bit of rove, he's always entertaining, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to Scared Scriptless and we're going to have a cranium night. No, we'll talk about this often. Mm-hmm. Cranium night. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it was food. Um, cranium night. And then Joe and I, we're going rock climbing on the weekend. Or indoor rock climbing. I was going to say, it's pretty fresh outside <laughs> going rock climbing. Have you done indoor rock climbing? Uh, we did it on my stag tour. I think we went to, we had to climb up the rock wall. Rock, rock wall. And, and were you uh, drunk? Why, why, well, I was. Uh, I wasn't at that stage, but I was. I was on my way. Was it good? Were you good? Yeah, you forearm strength, eh? Yeah, hey? yeah forearm strength. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I wasn't that good, but I'm sure you'll be outstanding. Well, Joe will probably be pretty good. Cause she's a lightweight. My girl's a lightweight man. Right. And she'll just fly. She'll be Spider Man. You gonna have a race up there? Competitive? We, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. How much you'd start? I tend to better at most things, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because we've, we've figured out a way to play 500, you know, cards game 500. Yeah. You can play cards, you, play, you basically deal four hands, yeah. and then you play the two against each other, and I've, she hasn't she beat me once, I love it. So, But you don't rub it in. It's a relationship ender. <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, what am I up to this week? I've got a striding on clinic on Sunday. Anybody in Christchurch, we've still got spaces for striding on. If you want to come and do it, it's bloody good. It is bloody so good. So it's going to be on Sunday for half a day. What's the weather meant to be? I've got, I've got indoor booking oh. available if, if required. You only need 20 metres. Other than that, I'm getting back, easing back into my training, which is which is good. Mark, I, I, I heard a bit of training happening mm. on the other day. Someone saw you running, said you look a pretty lean, John. I wouldn't go that far. but I, a lean machine. I said, oh, I saw John out running. He's looking pretty lean. No, I do. My weight always does stay the same, even if I'm training or not training. But yeah. um, but anyway, so I managed to hit my program last week. Um, so I'm pretty happy getting back into it this week. Just yeah. slowly starting to build up. Achilles is still playing up oh, a bit, no. but, but I'm getting over it. Or as in you're getting over it, as in you're sick of it. <laughs> no, I'm getting. It's just slowly, slowly, slowly getting better. So I'm almost there. And other than that, John, I've got a random question for you. Yes. Why do we have toenails? Don't know actually. No. I can't figure out toenails. Okay. I was talking about it with Joe last night. Why do we have toenails? Like you can understand when we're like the animal. Maybe maybe it was because when we we're on all fours. Because you know you you can understand nails. Well, you're sure, nails. Stuff. Yeah, but when we we're on all fours, yeah, I guess to to take back. Because I've lost my toenail. Things. You see, I lost my toenail from the marathon, yeah. and it's still hard underneath. 
Right. So I can't figure out why we have two nails, other than maybe we went the animal. Sure, somebody will let us know. Well, let us know why we have two nails. Mm, mm. Right, John, you can think about that this week. Bevan's random question of the week. Other than that, what are we are? We, we haven't got any famous interviews coming up in the next few weeks. It's just going to be standard stuff. I what think. happened to the one where John Hancock had set up for us? Yeah, no, I don't know. He never replies. Oh, reply. Write to him again. Yeah, yeah okay. Because it'd be good to have Hamish Carter on the show. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Iron Russ. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.